Welcome back, Seahawk Nation. This is Hawk Talk, where we talk all things about South River High School sports. I'm your host, Tom Frank, and we're live from Chad's Barbecue in Edgewater, Maryland. And before we get rolling, let me give a big thanks to Chad for allowing us to record here each and every week, and to all the listeners who tuned in last week. The positive feedback on the show was absolutely fantastic. Thank you for the emails, the text messages, the DMs, and keep them coming. Coaches, send me your team updates. Fans, let me know what you think, who you want on the show, or just give us the thumbs up. You can find the show on the gram at SRHockTalk and listen each week on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you catch your podcasts. Subscribe, rate it, and please share it on your social channels. And lastly, a huge thanks to our guest last week who helped kick things off, South River Athletic Director David Klingel. Uh, before I announce this week's guest, a few quick announcements. There is a boys and girls soccer fundraiser this Wednesday, September 7th, at the Green Turtle from 6 p.m. to close. Grab a bite to eat and help out our soccer teams. And for those who have not purchased their Athletic Gate discount passes, they will be available at the gate this week, payable by check or exact change. The charge is 30 bucks. It's a great deal. Make sure you get out there and get them. Um, checks can be made payable to South River High School. They will be, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll be on sale until supplies last. So grab them quick. We had a great week of sports at South River. We'll hit the scores and look ahead to next week. But first, let me introduce this week's guest. He's the head football coach at South River. Welcome to the show, Coach Steve Erksleben. How's everybody doing? So, so Steve, I'm going to call you Coach. i got to call you Coach. I've known you for a little bit now. I haven't bit. known you as well as I'm about to get to know you. So I'm going to call you Coach. Um, and I want to start. I start the show the same way, at least I'm trying to, every week, with I want to know three things that the South River community might not know about Steve Erksleben that makes Steve Erksleben Steve Erksleben. Uh, I guess uh, the first thing is I've been married in, in June of next shall be married 20 years to my college sweetheart, wow. Heather Erksleben. Uh, we have one son, Michael Erksleben, who is a uh, current eighth grader, uh, but he's more popular, it seems, than I am sometimes around the <laughs> Southern football community, which is cool. You know, it's good to see him. And I guess the last thing is I'm, I'm, a, I'm a proud, um, proud uh, resident, well, a resident of Edgewater, Maryland, but I'm originally from Prince George's County, Maryland, uh, Bowie, Maryland, primarily. So my parents still live there, and I was just here this morning dropping my kid off for church, so I guess those three are probably, even though most people probably know me a little bit, I've been around the community now over 21 years. So, but uh, those three things I think have made me me in a way, um, whether that's good or bad, you know. So you grew up right down the street. Bowie. Absolutely. You, well, did you go to what, what high school did you go to? I went to Bowie High School. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm very proud to have uh, played uh, uh, sports in Prince George's County, Maryland. Uh, I think it's uh, it's a great environment. It's a great uh, community, and uh, I'm, I'm always kind of proud to say that in my high school career, 1993 uh, to 1996, I. Playing five guys that played in the NFL. You know, Lamont Jordan, Julian Peterson. Uh, we scrimmaged Rudolph Baptist, Lannis Gary. Uh, Jermaine Arrington played for us at Bowie, so he played for the 49ers for a little bit. So it's uh, as an undersized center and defensive lineman, I was able to see them go right by me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good story. That's a great well, a great amount of guys heading to the NBA I feel or very, the NFL, yeah. I feel very fortunate to have uh, experienced that. Not many people get to say that. So, so – so you played in high school, and then you made that transition. You played at Frostburg. Um, I was very, uh, I was very lucky to uh, have played uh, small college football. I, I, uh, it was between kind of either Salisbury or Frostburg. Frostburg was a better fit for me academically, um, and it was just an awesome experience. So a lot of our seniors are probably going through that 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 thought process right now. If they want to play at that next level, some of them might be getting recruited. Some of them might be actively kind of trying to figure out where they could play next. 
Um, tell us a little bit about that experience. Like, well, the, what was the, that experience? The recruiting process has changed so much since I was in I was in high school. Now, of course, you're talking the 1990s. Now it's it's social media driven, and really, to me, at least from a football aspect, we're one of the last sports I think in high school sports where the recruiting basically goes through the school. Lacrosse, baseball, soccer, basketball, you're talking AAU, you're talking yeah. – there is no AAU football. There's no you know uh, club football. Really, we handle it in – like this past recruiting uh, cycle, we had 46 schools come through, come through South River. And we're talking schools like Yale, Harvard, Princeton, um, but as small as McDaniel or Catholic or Gettysburg or some – and once again, I think at South River High School, our kids fit into all kinds of different you know, um, – Categories and you know once again if kids want to play football there or I think college athletics anywhere there's a place for you it's just it can't be the what I call the D one or bus mentality I mean there's a lot of there's a lot of value to a college athletic career you know you, you learn a lot of things you meet a lot of people sometimes the people you work with or work for might be former teammates and you know and I think with you look at the business world you look at the 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 uh, environment we are economically now. People want athletes as, as, as employees. You know what it's like to be on a team. Yeah. You, you can be selfish. You can be humble. You'll work, you know, and uh, I think that makes a good employee. So, um, college athletics is a, is a great situation. I don't think it's all scholarship driven all the time. I mean, obviously that always helps. Um, but like I said, I was very fortunate. I, I played on a, a very, very, very talented division three team and I was fortunate enough to learn a lot. I was kind of the backup quarterback on defense. Um, I was treated very well by my, by my coaches. Um, a lot of small things I think helped me to mature as a really to be doing what I'm doing right now. Yeah. So what advice would you have for these kids who, who are starting to go through this process in terms of how it works and what to think about and, 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 and all of that kind of moving well, forward? Well, the one thing is, do you want to go back there every day? Do you want to return after, sp- after spring break or after fall break or whatever break it might be? As well as do they have the academic, you know, major or because in the end you are there to get a degree you are there to get a job not everybody's everybody's going to the nfl the nba very few are so um be cognizant of that you know and and there are so many different options and things get out there and see it get on campus um and also recruit yourself don't rely on an adult to do it for you you know even though we do our job at least from a football perspective we we send tape out we talk to college coaches we respond to every email that we get. We use social media when we possibly, by the way, follow us at, at SRHS Football on Twitter. Definitely um, do that. But um, we use that quite a bit. But in the end, Twitter and things like that seem to have allowed the college coaches to go directly around us right to the kid. Yeah. So you, know? yeah. So you see them even at this point contacting the kids and not coming through even at football? It's just a little bit easier. Yeah. You know? And once again, college coaches, things have sort of changed over the years. You know, It used to be kind of – you know, let's. It was almost like troll fish. Let's bring in as many people as possible. Now it's we. We want to make sure we, from the college perspective, at least from what I've seen, they want to say, "Hey, do you, do you love the game?" Because the rigor of playing, I mean, the rigor in high school sports is, is tough these days. The rigor in college is even more. So therefore, they want to know you love the game because they don't want to bring you in and then you you shut it down or quit that that, that next year. It's transfer a huge out commitment. And, huge and, commitment. And once again, you have to watch. You know, kind of what you see on on ESPN and things about like the transfer portal and all that's all that stuff has really changed the the perspective of college. It's still supposed to be an amateur. You know, you're doing it for the school, you're doing it for uh, things bigger than you. You know, but um, once again, it's it's a it's a great experience. I loved it. You know, it wasn't easy, but I loved it. Yeah. So 
So you, you go to Frostburg. You, you played. You played four years there, right? I did. I was a like I said, I was a backup quarterback on defense, if I call it that. Backup Mike linebacker, um, and I played a little bit on special teams. I was on the kickoff return, punt return, um, my senior especially. But uh, yeah, and then I was I was fortunate enough to well, a couple things. One, I was lucky enough to you know, in small college football, there's no graduate assistants. There's there's five paid coaches and some volunteers. So if you weren't a starter or a number two, you're you're playing on the scout team. So I had to go down and I had to run the scout team defensively. I had to hold the binder up so everybody know what they're doing and then throw the binder on the side <laughs> and then go play. And if something got screwed up, I got yelled at. And But that was responsibility. I had to go in on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and watch scout film and make sure that our scout team was was doing their job. For some reason, they picked me. I have no idea. Um, but I was very fortunate because now you're, you're, you're looking at the game from, from the coach's perspective. And then eventually when I got out of playing and I became a coach – it was a pretty easy transition. They actually had for all, uh, one more extra year academically because I had to do my student teaching. So uh, Coach Stevenson, who was the current head coach then now, uh, then, but he uh, said, would you like to come on and be a student assistant? I said, absolutely. It'd be great. So I was an assistant defensive line coach for a year. And That's pretty I, interesting because I had never thought of it like that. So you were almost by your senior year acting as a coach in, in some respects. And then that transition to becoming because you do see a lot of great coaches coming out of Division Three. Oh, I, they come out. I mean, yeah, it's just it's I think it's. Look, I, I want to be a high school coach when I was 13 years old. Yeah. I looked at my own high school coach. I'm like, this is easy. Do, do they pay you to do this? <laughs> Where do I sign up? It's This is easy. It's an easy lifestyle. It's a great lifestyle. It's fun. You're you're affecting other people in a positive manner. Um, you know, you're around kids. It kind of keeps you kind of youthful and, and energetic. And um, But um, but I was fortunate. Very fortunate to be in the right place at the right time and, and how I kind of have the right goal. And and hopefully I'm, I'm paying it forward as, as we speak now. Yeah. All right, so so let's talk about your current job. You're you're the, you're the head coach of South River. You were there. You left. You came back. Um, I mean, give me your, just your thoughts on South River as a, as a high school. You've you've seen a couple different high schools. You've been at a couple different high schools. And I, in a lot of ways, I'm glad I did because you know the the, the old saying, "The grass is always greener." That's never true. Um, but the, you know, having coached at places like St. Mary's or Mead or Southern High School, it's a bunch of different perspectives, different. Levels of football, different sizes of teams, different socioeconomic things. Um, it really gave me a perspective on the fact that what we have at South River High School, I think in athletics in general, as a school in general, is pretty special. You know, so not to say that I a, regret anything that ever that, that going from one place to another. I, I wanted to kind of see the whole perspective coaching-wise and, and hopefully I'd made a difference in some way, shape, or fashion. But I'm definitely very fortunate to be where I'm at around the kids that I'm around and the adults that I'm around and the school I'm around. But, however, I've never left there as a teacher. This is my 21st year teaching there. Oh, you so, taught the whole time. That's a, oh, the whole God, time. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Taught the whole time. So 21 years as 21 a teacher. Years. Wow, that's impressive. So introduce me to your staff. You have a couple new new guys on staff this year. Yeah, um, so we lost we lost several assistants last year due to jobs. Like we lost uh, Coach Northup, who's now flying in the in the friendly skies for, I believe, Southwest Airlines. He's now in Phoenix finishing up his career. Uh, big loss was Luke Bowling. Uh, Luke Bowen was our offensive coordinator last year. Young coach, good coach, played at Wittenberg in Ohio. Um, came out here because his wife was the uh, assistant volleyball coach at the Naval Academy. She got a job as the head coach at Baldwin-Wallace College in Berea, Ohio, which is kind of north of Cleveland. So he had to leave. And now he's actually – I talked to him a couple weeks ago. He's now an assistant coach at Baldwin-Wallace. So, um, you know – Good for him. Yeah. But um, his, his organization, his – he was like me when I was his age, you know, in terms of – Wanted a lot of responsibility. Was very passionate, and you know. But I'm, I'm sure he's making Bowen Walls better. I know he made us better. Um, so but we've added a couple people uh, on our JV. Chris Shipley and Les Cox um, are back there, up, coming up from the uh, from the uh, 
Rec Ball, I have SRY, and obviously they're both South River graduates. I'm kind of proud to say we have four South River graduates on our staff. That's very cool. Between JV and Varsity. Um, we also brought on Brandon Woodruff, who is a uh, elementary school teacher at Edgewater Elementary, which is cool because we actually have two coaches who are in the elementary school. Which yeah. is kind of Coach Sanders, who is our defensive coordinator, but also uh, Coach Woodruff. Coach Woodruff played at Arundel, and then he played at Salisbury for, uh, for a little bit. And uh, he's done a very good job down there. Um, he definitely, when he speaks, everybody listens. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's a, a JV staff has done a real good job. And once again, JV football is, is not easy. <laughs> it's not easy to coach. And um, a lot of times we're kind of away from those guys because we're in two different places, two different times. And a lot of times I'll, I'll call Coach Alsto, who's our head football, uh, head JV football coach, played for me at Southern, played U.S. Merchant Marine Academy. Um, you know, things have been, I mean, obviously watching them play yesterday, they were, they played hard, they had fun. And those are, those are two goals we talk about daily in our whole program. It's, it is a game that's supposed to be fun. Um, but also, you know, playing with a, with, a, with what we call elite effort, not just great or good, but elite. Yeah. Um, and on the varsity, um, obviously coach DeSantos is a good friend of mine. He's our defense coordinator, has a lot of, of, um, history in the county, played for Andy Borland at the Silver Park. Uh, it's coach at Chesapeake, Silver Park, some other places around the county. He teaches Edgewater as well. Uh, coach Justin Davis, who uh, coached the Naval Academy for 12 years. He's our outside linebackers coach. Coaches P in our building currently right now. Uh, Lucas Jamerson, who uh, is our offensive line coach. He's uh, been at South River pretty much forever. Was, was, a, gra- was a graduate, played there for Coach Summy. Um, Tom Shankle, who I coached at South River back in the 2000, 2000s. Uh, it's our defensive line coach. And uh, Mike Strange, who was a, a, one of a record-setting receiver at our school, played at Monmouth. Uh, he's our wide receivers coach. Allison, nice. lastly, Coach Matson. Uh, who has been with me several places. Um, uh, he's, he's a tech guy teacher in our building, played college football at, uh, at Florida State. He's uh, a running back coach. Excellent. Excellent. And then I got to ask about one of your coaches. One of your coaches was just uh, trying out for the commanders. Well, I didn't want to mention Coach Neal because I'm not sure where he is right now. Yeah. Um, but that's a, talk, that's a pretty cool I'd thing, say, right? I, I coached Dewan at Southern. Um, he ended up going to Shepard, was a two-time all. But then they were the Mountain East, now they're in the PSAC. But um, – Two-time All-Mountain East performer, great, great player for them, um, and has done the whole gambit. Played in the USFL this past year, played in the Spring League last year, played in the XFL. Um, he's still kind of chasing the dream. Yeah. Um, and he was one of the last cuts this past uh, cut-down day on the 30th. We exchanged texts a little bit, and, you know, once again, I say, hey, man, I, nobody deserves it more. You've done everything you possibly can. Um, but uh, he was cut. He was not picked up on the practice squad, and I guess right now he's working through – some things with his agent. I have not caught it. I don't want to really, I don't want to kind of say, hey, Duan, I heard you got cut, you know? Yeah, I, yeah, Because yeah. I know Duan's a great, he's, he's good for our program. He's a good football coach. Um, and I hope he uh, he knows that. And I've told him that several times. But, and, I mean, I'm hoping he's back at some point. And I mean, it, it's an inspiration for the kids, right? I mean, oh, they're they watching this guy that was on the field with them. Right. He's out there playing on and, TV. And, yeah. I, and I've learned this having, even though I'm, I don't look old, I'm 43 years old. I'm a little bit disconnected from the current generation. It's good to have those young guys around. Absolutely. In terms of the, the social media thing, and the it's a good connection because we all have the same goal in mind. It's, we just we just say it a little differently. And we will be right back. Hawk Talk is recorded live from Chad's Barbecue in Edgewater, Maryland. Since 2013, Chad's Barbecue has been delighting visitors with great food, fun atmosphere, and excellent customer service. Swing by and tell Chad you love Hawk Talk for a chance to win an official Hawk Talk T-shirt. We'll be giving away one T-shirt each week on the show for anyone who gave their name to Chad. And now back to the show. All right, so we got to talk about the first week. You had a tough first week, thirty-three to zero loss at Westminster. But what did we learn from that? Well, 
we're, we're, I guess, kind of looking at the scrimmage time to now. I said, look, we're right here. Our goal is to trend up. There were things we did better than we did the week before. Uh, and we're, once again, and just like this time last year, we were still kind of, even though we won, uh, we, had a, we had a better record. We were kind of still, you know, first week is tough because you don't really know who you are yet. Yeah. You know, and, and we didn't catch fire last year until about week seven. So uh, we got some growing to do. We, we use that term a lot in our program, growing. You know, we want to grow. You know, I don't know what that means. There's no, you can't measure it on a, on a, on a stick or anything, but we want to, we want to trend up. And, and there were some things that we did. We played uh, halfway decently on defense. We tackled better, ran to the football better. Um, offensively, we're still going through some growing pains. You know, we're, we're trying to find a, a stable at running back. We're trying to create an identity offensively, and that's going to take a little more time. Yeah. You know? Any, uh, any shakeups we'll see between now and uh, Not, the nothing, next game? Nothing, nothing crazy. I mean, obviously, you know, we've got uh, – we have Treshawn Timmons. He, he's a, he's a, a very competitive, very athletic, very driven player, and we need – the ball needs to be in his hands as much as possible. Is it a quarterback, receiver, running back? Uh, we're still kind of working that, working that out. But, the, you know, you know, players win games, coaches lose games. And, you know, sometimes you got to think players and not plays – and we do a better job, I think, with that. But, you know, we're still in, in, a, in a maturation process offensively. And you know what? We're going to keep working. You know, I think the, the positivity is the only way to deal with this kind of stuff, you know. And I'm, I'm proud of our players that, you know, you see that score, you're like, oh, my gosh, you got your, your, your tail whipped. You know, there were a lot of times we were, we, were, we were the more physical team. I can tell you that from, just from the tape alone. But, um, you know, our mistakes are – we talk about controlling the controllables. And I don't know if we did a good job of that on Friday. So I think that's why it was, you know, very rarely that could have been a nineteen nothing game or maybe a nineteen seven game if things if we made if we made some more plays. Yeah, I think absolutely. And you know, the great thing about football, the great thing about sports is you come back right at it the next week. Without uh, a doubt. You yeah, know. and you got your home opener uh, this this coming Friday night against uh, Broadneck. Broadneck. Broadneck had a first. First game, they had a little bit of a rough game too. Thirty-eight-three against uh, a, probably a they pretty did, good Spalding they did, team. However, they moved the ball in Spalding. You know, yeah. I watched the tape yesterday morning after I got to school to get the JV off to, to their to their game at Westminster. They moved the ball. They're going to be. They're always going to be a handful. For whatever reason, they're we, they're like a football rival for us. I don't know where that ever became because you know I've been around long enough where Southern was our rival, then Arundel was our rival. Now we're considering Broadneck a football rival. So it's a. Uh, um, but uh, you know they're they're going to bring a good crowd. They're going to bring a, a good product in the field and. You know, we're, we're going to play hard. They're going to play hard. We'll see what happens at the end. See what happens. Uh, and then I got I got to mention the JV team. They played, they had a good game. They played, they got a nice win 17 to seven up at Westminster on Saturday. They sure did. Uh, they look good. A lot of young guys who, you know, as you said, I think we talked earlier, might have not ever got hit before, never played before. Well, so. the one thing is, you know, it all started in the, in the, in March when we started, we started our middle school weightlifting program because, yeah. you know, we, we have 30 freshmen in our program now. Um, which is, I think, that means of, I think last I heard, there were 378 kids in the incoming freshman class, 30 of which play football. My math isn't very good. That's close to 30. That's close to what? 10%? 10%. You know, yeah. so therefore it's, you know, where it's, that's a good thing, you know, and those kids, a lot of those kids committed from March all the way up until when we started in training camp. And, you know, now they're starting to see the results that they put in and, you know, you see, they got smiles on their faces. They're, you know, they're excited. And that's, that's part of it. That's part of building a program. Yeah. You know, and the thing is we didn't have a chance to do that two years before Yeah, because of certain things with COVID. And now it's, you know, that the gates open and we can really start to develop a program. As a, as a father of a JV player, I, I, I loved it. I love that you got them started all the way back in April, March, and throughout the summer, it was fun to see the, the progression and see how they got more and more into it, how they got better. And 
you know, talking to their coaches, uh, you know, Les and Chris, I mean, they, they were, they were very proud of that team. And I think they were excited about that first game and they got a long way to go. They got, they got things to do, but, um, they're headed in a good direction. And that's a good point because we talk about, you know, we're, we're a, what they call a next play mentality kind of program. That's good or bad. Yeah. You know, something good happens. You still got to play the next play. It's like you got to play the next week. And I was proud of our JV coaches, especially because they mentioned that before I could say anything, you know, which is good because they need to hear it from them, not so much from me all the time. Um, so I, I look for, I expect them to, to, to play well against Broadneck, you know, yeah. but, um, I was, it was nice to be on the sideline with them yesterday and I was real proud of them. So that was, that was a couple of our games from last week. We had a busy day at the school on Saturday. South River hosted over 35 high schools between cross country, field hockey, boys, soccer, girls, soccer, Big thanks to all the parents and athletes that were part of that because that's a big thing to pull off at the school, that, that many games, that many students, that many fans all there. So as we mentioned, uh, varsity football lost Westminster 33-0. Uh, JV won at Westminster 17-7, to two, two outstanding touchdowns by Brett Cotton. The field hockey, um, they opened their season with a 4-0 win over Falston. Uh, the varsity girls soccer defeated Northern 1-0. Varsity boys soccer opened with an impressive 4-0 Four to zero win over Northern, and then the JV boys uh, soccer split their opening two games with a loss to South Carroll and a win over Bowie. So we got a lot of action this coming week. This is what I love about the fall. Every week you just got a whole another another set of schedule coming out. Um, it should be noted that the uh, the the, the season will provide some new dynamics. Right, we've had school start times have been changing. Um, you're going to see kind of a little bit of a new schedule coming out um, on a one time basis, trying things out. The county is which is the best way to be safe and, and get uh, student athletes and families and staff in and out. I know football this week, they're going to switch the JV game to Monday, which, you know, has its pros and cons. I, I love the atmosphere of all of them being together on, on Friday nights, uh, but we'll try it out, see what happens. Um, uh, special note, anybody who does buy tickets for the varsity, that ticket will also be valid for the JV games uh, on Monday. So upcoming schedule, we got Tuesday, September 6th. We got uh, golf is at Compass Point at 3.30. We have JV field hockey at Chesapeake. Wednesday, September 7th, we have cross-country game um, meet at 4 p.m. The JV and the varsity volleyball was versus Northern at 5 and then 6. Thursday, we have golf at Chartwell at 3 p.m. JV boys soccer is at Southern at 4.45 p.m. JV girls soccer is versus Southern at 4. So I have boys and girls, both at Southern, 4.45. One is at home, boys, and one away, girls. Varsity girls soccer is versus Southern. Uh, that starts at five at the stadium, and then it's followed by the varsity boys soccer, which is at seven o'clock at the stadium. And then Friday, as we talked about, home opener versus Broadneck, six, p- six p.m. at the stadium. What do we need to know about the home opener? Anything special? What's going on? What's the atmosphere going to be? Uh, that's you know we one thing we I know we had a reporter come up from the Capitol and talk about that game two weeks ago, and I said, look, your job is there is to crank people up. Our job is not to listen to it. Uh, you know, so we talk to our kids about, look, let's take the emotion out of it. The, the opponent is transparent. We got we, we to gotta worry about us. And uh, so I don't know if I can give you an answer on that one. I know that the, the whistle's going to hit at 6 o'clock and we're going to play. Yeah. So, but uh, that's, that's kind of what we're focused on right now. Um, you know, the, the other outside invites for the fans and for the parents, we're not really worried about it, you know, because we've got to focus on our jobs, you know. We've got to focus on playing and focus on our keys, reads, and just us. Yeah. The controllables, as we talked about, you know. From a fan perspective, it's going to be fun, though. I oh, love, you yeah. love getting back to the stadium. Yeah. The cheerleaders will be there. I know we're building the other side of the stadium. I don't know if it's going to quite be done for Broadneck, maybe for Crofton. Not sure. You know, we, we get a glimpse of it every day at practice, and we kind of look over a little bit. And there's, there's concrete down. I mean, it's going to be – I mean, 
like I said, I've been around here for a long time. They always looked at, they've just seen woods. Now we're going to see people. And it's going to be a little, little, little odd, but, you know, probably better for, for our administration, better for our fans. I think um, it makes a great fan experience yeah. having yep. both sides yeah. rocking and rolling. Yeah. So what, what are the keys to winning? What are yeah. your top keys? Well, we have to, we, we have to keep them out. One thing we've done well in the last, I think, half a season is protecting the ball. Not, not turn, we turned the ball over twice this past game, but it was towards the end of the game. I mean, not giving Brodick any more possessions they need. Um, and also, if they're going to score, no big plays. If they got to score, they got to drive the field. Um, you know, they're, they lost a lot, too, to graduation. So, um, you know, they're, they have some new guys playing here and there. I, I don't think they're as big or as strong as they were last year up front. So, therefore, if we can, you know, make them drive the field defensively, maybe create a, we created two turnovers this past week, um, and keep the game, get the game into the fourth quarter, you know, Anything's, I mean, we have a chance. They're, they're, I don't think they're exponentially better than we are. Um, but like I said, we, we have our own things to work on. We've got to get better. And uh, that's really what we're focused on right now. You can, in the, in the recruiting thing, you know, when I, when I break, I'll start breaking the film as soon as we leave this uh, in terms of what Broadnick's doing and so forth. You can get really analytical. But, you know, you can worry about them. They need to worry about us, too. And we got bad at that, but we have to correct that, too, as well. So we're going to worry about us and get better as a team and, you know, continue that process on. No turnovers. Keep it close in the fourth quarter. Exactly. In anybody's game. Right. Uh, continuing with Saturday, we have uh, varsity volleyball at Westminster. Uh, that starts at eight thirty. It starts at yeah eight thirty. Uh, varsity girls soccer uh, versus Huntington at nine, and then that'll be followed by the varsity boys soccer um, versus Huntington at eleven. And then Monday we cap it off with uh, volleyball at Atherton. Am I saying that right? Atherton. Yeah. Howard County. Howard yes. County at five p.m. Varsity is at six p.m. And then the JV football game, just so people know, has been moved from Friday. It'll be on mo- at Monday versus Broadneck at 6 o'clock. What do you think the JV guys got to do? You know, just keep on doing what they're doing. You know, uh, they ran the ball real well yesterday. They played they did. You know, good defense, got some things to do on the back end in terms of adjustments to formations like anybody else does. Uh, but those are things. There's, there's always something to work on, you know. And I think that's if you keep the saw sharp, you, you, you keep – we talk about it. We want to keep on getting better. We want to keep on trending up. Eventually, we will teams peak. We don't. We want to peak in November. Both both programs. You know, we plan our yeah. best football at the end of the season. I've seen teams in my career that peak week three, and those next seven weeks aren't a lot of fun. So we want to try to keep on working on things to get better. Always become coachable. Always look for something to. We, we talk to our kids about getting one percent better. Find something. I don't care if it's putting your shoulder pads on right. I don't care. <laughs> Find something to get better at per day, and it means more to you. Absolutely, Coach. So all tickets can be found at GoFan for volleyball, soccer, and football. Make sure you get your tickets in advance. you got to buy them in advance, or you can get the, uh, the discounted tickets at the gate. we got to have exact change. So, Coach, thank you. That's I mean, that, that was great. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't think things will started off exactly as you wanted in the football season, but you guys got a lot of lot, long way to go. You get better every, every single week, and this is going to be a fun season. It's cr- crazy as it may seem, I think we played better against Westwood than we did in the scrimmage before. Yeah. Before. So it's, you know, it's, it's incremental improvements. You know, it's not going to be this, you know, gigantic jump from week one. Now, most teams usually do improve the most between weeks one and two. That's statistically, that's what they say. But, you know, we don't, we don't overanalyze it. We just look for improvement and we stay positive. And, you know, that's, that's, that's number one. You know, this is supposed to be an experience. The wins and losses are going to come. And, you know, hopefully there's more wins and losses. All right. But we'll be out there Friday night. Big game. Let's, let's stick it to Broad, man. That'd be great. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again, Coach. Um, I do have a, I have a, little, a little present for you here. You're, Sweet. 
You'll be one of the first people to get a an official Hawk Top t-shirt. I'll be sporting this. So wear that proudly. Nice. Wear that proudly. Awesome. We're going to eventually be selling those here at Chad's Barbecue. Thanks again to Chad's Barbecue, as always, for being our, our host of Hawk Talk. Uh, I am Tom Frank. Thank you for listening to Hawk Talk. Don't forget to contact me through Instagram at SRHawkTalk. Subscribe to the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And spread the word, Seahawk Nation. We want to make this the biggest and best podcast in high school sports. Until next week, I'll leave you with a cheer from our South River cheer team. This is for the Broadneck game. Go Seahawks. B-E-A-T, ready?